Oh, dude, it's story time. I hope it's better than the last time we watched the movie when it was story time. Well, that's going to be a problem. Oh, dude. You think he's okay? Chains and shit? Yeah, see, this is why we don't touch things we don't know. Nice. Awesome. What kind of summer camp is this? Viewed to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We are continuing our lead up to Halloween with the Fear Street movies on Netflix. This time we are traveling back in time for Fear Street 1978. And before we go any further, there may be spoilers ahead. Luke, was this the camp slasher you were looking for? Yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. I guess I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, which I'm somewhat surprised. I don't know how you feel about it. I was going to say that I think I liked it just about as much as I liked the first one, but not better. Yeah, it's it's still really good. I mean, it's right there. I, I would put it maybe like a notch below, um, just because the first one was was, it just flowed better for me. Uh, yeah, this one's first, a little slower. This one's a little slower paced. Yeah, and the, uh, the first half, right? Yeah, the first half's a little slower paced. That's also true for the genre of the movie that they were trying to do, that they were paying homage to. You know, like the camp slasher, Friday the Thirteenth. And they're for sure they're going pretty heavy on that. You know, to the point where the 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 killer by the end looks like Jason from from Friday too. A lot of setup at the beginning. Uh, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I still liked it, just a, just a little bit slower, and then it definitely picks up in the second half. We're in a camp setting this time, and we have the we still have the shady side versus Sunnyvale rivalry. So, except for this time, kids from both towns are at Camp Nightwing, which creates a lot of problems. The whole movie is set against a backdrop of uh, capture the flag game. The, this camp is run by I think it's like three or four counselors who are. I think like they're like the worst counselors ever. They're super responsible. The main counselor, Will Good, they're all pretty responsible. They're all just they're there to party and have fun. And they make this uh, capture the flag game happen uh, in the middle of the night, which is, a, is turns out to be a real bad idea. It would be a bad idea to begin with, but especially a camp nightwing. A lot of animosity between the different kids from the different towns. A lot of kids picking on each other. One of our main characters, Ziggy, gets burned with a lighter at the beginning after they string her up. So they're playing this uh, capture the flag game. And throughout, they're tying back into some stuff with the first one with uh, the witch, Sarah Fear. And uh, you're getting a little bit more backstory about that because two of the characters find a book on uh, the nurse's desk about the sign of the witch. And they sort of go on their own little adventure. So the nurse is the... The mom of Ruby Lane, uh, which was one of our three killers in the first movie, the one with uh, the girl with the slashed up face. And uh, she attacks um, one of our other main characters, Tommy Slater. But they, uh, you know, they fight her off. You know, she gets she gets killed or they take her away. They take her away. away. She's like knocked out. They they knock her out and uh, she gets taken away. So they take her away. Uh, Tommy Slater hits his head uh on a table in the scuffle and then he just starts to not feel so good until the point where you know most of our main characters end up in this in this cave that leads to this uh this this witch hideout cave maze type deal and it's the one that you see uh towards the end of the first movie that has some names carved in it that's right and tommy's name is is on there 
And uh, the reason, so we find out the reason why uh, Nurse Elaine wanted to kill Tommy is because uh, she found that cave and she saw Tommy's car, uh, name carved into the into the wall, which, as we know by the first movie, that that spells trouble. The movie dives uh, headfirst into traditional camp slasher. Like the music is there. You've got the the nighttime setting and like, you know, the different bunk houses and even like a character gets locked in a latrine. There's some pranks, pretty mean spirited pranks between the, the, you know, the two different, you know, kids from different towns. And uh, yeah, Tommy gets possessed just like uh, our, our skull face killer from the first movie and goes on a rampage and it turns into a you know, into a really good Friday the 13th homage, as, as it would. Yeah, I mean, it's a bloodbath. It's everything you want out of a slasher movie. And I was talking about this with Luke before we even started the movie, that I, I'm, uh, I've realized that the camp slasher, just the slasher movie genre, is, is right up at the top of one of my favorite horror movie genres. And this movie fulfilled all of those things that I like about them. Yeah, they do a really good job. It's, uh, it's really gory. Uh, it gets gory fast too. Like it goes from somewhat slowish to to pretty full speed ahead. No one's safe, including kids. Lots of kids get off in this one. So just a heads up if you're sensitive to that. There's yeah, that's all off screen though. So you notice, like, yeah. if a kid's underage, if they get if it if it's a kill involving one of them, they do it off screen. But there's plenty there's plenty on screen with the adults. So no worries for on that on that front. Tommy just goes on a rampage, and it's up to our our surviving heroes to try and figure out what's going on and, and and stop them they do sort of figure it out there's a lot into it and it, it's really great how they tie it back into some of the stuff that they started off with the first movie because this whole this whole 1978 is uh is like a story being told to the main characters from the first movie uh c berman they find and uh she's she's played by jillian jacobs from community uh and uh she it literally has the main characters from the first movie sit down and she she tells them she's telling them the story and she's she's not having a good time in her life as she's she's living by herself surrounded by clocks for some reason which they never really explain and then they do a, a real real good bait and switch on you at the end so after the the main flashback story which is the majority of the movie happens uh they they do go back to the present time and you get you get some more story with that. And we were even saying at the end of the first movie, part 1994, they're like, well, how's this one going to be too continued if they're going to the past? Well, they do a pretty good job, I thought. Do a pretty awesome job. So after after all this said and done and, uh, you know, all the, the conflict is seemingly resolved, uh, our, our main character, that's D- Dina, finds herself quantum leaped into the body of someone that's in uh, 1666. One of the villagers... Um, and then we get another to be continued sign. Yeah, yeah, they do a little, a little, almost like a little trailer too of, of part three, and it looks, uh, looks pretty crazy. But until then, Luke, give me your final thoughts on Fear Street, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, it was great. It was great. This, uh, these movies are awesome uh, so far. I think can't foresee us not liking part three. Uh, it's great. It's got a, another great soundtrack. Obviously, uh, you know, seventies music this time. You know, again, paced well good gore good action it's you know holds your attention it's great i've been enjoying these fear street movies immensely uh it's a great way to get ready for halloween i'm ready for more looking forward to fear street 1966
But now it is time for Guess the Movie Title, the game where one of us picks a movie and tries to get the other one to guess the title. Listen and play along with us as we tread over the tepid and terrible movies in the horror, sci-fi, and fantasy genre. It is my turn. Luke, are you ready to go down to the farm? <laughs> Let's do this. Before we start, I want to say that I am bending our rules a bit as this movie is not technically a horror movie, but it has horror elements. That's fine. I feel like anything horror adjacent tracks. All right, here we go, Luke. At a high-tech poultry farm that is developing a boneless chicken, a depraved and deadly love triangle is formed. The three parties involved are Mary, the owner, her husband, Marco, who kills prostitutes in his spare time, and Gabriella, the very beautiful secretary. Mysterious plans are birthed and double crosses are hatched as the murders continue to grow. Is Marco up to something or is he nothing but chicken feed? <laughs> They're hatched. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So here's your first clue. This movie stars Gina Lola Brigida and it was made in 1968 by director Giulio Questi who is famous for his spaghetti western, Django Kill, If You Live, Shoot. 1968? This is from 1968? This is from 1968. Oh, man, that totally... I had a guess in my back of my mind, and now it's gone. Okay, it rules that out. Well, it, listen to the, the, the name of the director again, and it should give you an idea of what genre of movie it is. Okay. Giulio Questi. Okay, so it's like a spaghetti horror type thing? Yeah, it's Italian Italian movies that they made back in the sixties and the seventies. Like spaghetti western, giallo. Yeah, you're in the oh. right you're in the ballpark. Okay. All right. The American title. Here's clue number two. Okay. The American title of this movie is called Plucked. Flucked? Plucked. Oh plucked. Like like you're plucking a chicken. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's great already. Okay, I, I keep going. And I just want to remind you that this movie takes place on a chicken farm where they're uh -huh. developing a boneless chicken. <laughs> it's called Plucked. <laughs> it's called Plucked. Okay. Right. Here's clue number three. Part of the title of this movie is also a well-known idiom, which means to do something very poorly. Was that my last clue? That was your last clue. I've given you your three clues, but I'm going to read you the last couple sentences from my description again. It should give you another clue. Okay. Mysterious plans are birthed and double crosses are hatched as the murders continue to grow. Is Marco up to something or is he nothing but chicken feed? Fucking hell. I, dude, my, when you first started writing or, or reading the description, I thought it was poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was uh horrible yeah we did try to watch that together because we had seen the red band trailer and we're like that looks hilarious yeah. but over an hour and some odd minutes that movie is not hilarious it's just no trauma bullshit it's pretty bad it's it's hard to watch um okay for this one i want to say Plucked to death, dude. I I don't know. <laughs> oh, you do have you do have one of the you do have one of the words. Title of this movie is Death Laid an Egg. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> death laid an egg. Death laid an egg. Oh my god. What the fuck is <laughs> that sounds amazing. 
I want to read you a blurb from the forgotten column by a guy named David Cairns. He quotes, simply one of the craziest films ever made in any genre, combining as it does two subjects of compelling interest to the public, homicide and intensive poultry farming. (laughs) I highly recommend that you read the full article. It's called The Forgotten Column by David Cairns. He really gets into the bonkers craziness of this movie. And uh, I will leave a link in the description if you want to read that for yourself. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Uh, well, predictably, uh, our next one is uh, is going to be Fear Street Part 3, 1666, where we're going to end the curse. That's all I got. Later, Gators. She's rolling a joint at the table. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've noticed, man, but this uh, this camp play is pretty fast and loose with the rules, dude.